0: Amen, amen. Well, this morning we're gonna have some fun. Gonna have some fun. I have um, been preaching about the kingdom the last several times we've gotten together. Really about the will of the king. And today you're gonna to have a pop quiz. Uh, <laughs> what a pop quiz! What do you mean by pop quiz? Well, you know, if you've been in school for any length of time before, you've been in school before, and you've had a teacher that's been teaching you. And what do you really know unless the teacher quizzes you? Right? Is that right? What do you even know? How do I know what you know? Unless I, unless I quiz you. Now, it's not going to be that complicated. You're not going to get graded on You're not going to go to hell or anything. Uh, you, you'll be okay. Uh, but, but what we're going to do, though, is we're going to have a pop quiz and go over some of the questions and answers uh, of some of the things we've talked about in the last three weeks. Because, after all, you were here. Some of you were here for all the sessions. Some of you were here for just one, one, or, one or two of the sessions. So it'll be a catcher for some people. It'll be brand new for some people. Uh, but it'll be a review for some of you as well. So we go through and we talk about the kingdom. We talked about three different aspects of his will. Those three different aspects of his will, what were they as we talk about the will of God? What were the three aspects of his will? We, I'm going to give you the answers, by the way, too. What were the, what were the three aspects of his will we talked about uh, last time we got together? And you're saying to yourself, what? I wasn't ready for this. I'll go ahead and give you the answer. The answer is his sovereign will, number one. Sovereign. Sovereign will. Remember that one? What was sovereign will all about? You can look at the definition, or you can just give me something that uh, that kind of gets close to that. What a sovereign will really all about? Sovereign will. If we're gonna have somebody participate. I will call you out if I have to. Yes, sir. Nothing that happens that is outside of God. You read that right from there, didn't you? <laughs> yes. sir. It's <laughs> sovereign will. I tell you, we're gonna have fun, right? I tell you, we gonna have fun. But you know, here, here's why I'm doing this, by the way, too. You know, I, I, I. I Come here and just preach, 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 teach, and let you go home and, and wonder if you got it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm wondering, now, did they really get that? Did they understand what I just said? I, I don't know. So the best way to do is to ask you. Now, I talk to some of you personally one-on-one, and I have a chance to identify what you really got out of the message for the day. But, but there's sometimes you've got to kind of get reviewed, have to review some things in order to catch it for real. Do you ever have, do you ever have to review some things to catch it for real? They gave you an instruction on your job on how to cut meat. I'm talking I'm not talking to Eric back there. Your first day on the job, they tell you how to cut meat. They said this is how you cut a steak. This is how you cut a ribeye. This is how you cut a T-bone. This is how you cut chicken. And they all cut differently, don't they? Now, I don't know much about cutting, cutting meat. I don't, I don't know how to do is eat it, but I don't eat that much of it so much. But see, here's the deal. You, when they first taught you how to do that, when they first taught you about it, it was theory. Until you actually put it into practice. Until you actually put it into practice, it was still just theory. So, so the Word of God is only theory to most of us until we put it into practice. So we learn what the sovereign will of God is. Nothing happens that is outside of God knowing about. Now, God knows about everything. So that's a cool thing. We got that. We understand that. Let's move on to the next. What was the next one? Number one, two, three. Number two. What was number two? Number two was what? Reveal. Huh. Somebody got that. How'd you get that one? You remember that? You have notes. You wrote it down, very good, you took notes, good, good for you, man, good for you. The revealed will of God, yes. Well, the revealed will of God, what is the revealed will of God? What is the re- revealed will of God? It's right here, God has chosen to reveal some of his will in his Bible, in the Bible. So we look at the Bible and we discover what the will of God is, right? That's par- partly what we do. Now, how many of you are really applying that? to discover what the will of God is. What a, what are some of the things that you know are the will of God from the Bible? Okay, what do you, yes? Obedience is better than sacrifice. Better than sacrifice. That's the will of God. Is that a word from the God? Yes, it is. What else is the will of God that you actually know from, from the Bible? We all should be saved. Should be saved. Huh, okay. What is the will of God? What else is the will of God? Yes. The one, hey, the will of God right there. So what, is the will, what else is the will of God? I'm giving you some illustrations to the congregation here. The will of God is a multitude of things, isn't it? And so it's not just one thing that we hang out, hang on to or hang our hats on and say, okay, this is the will of God. I'm going to stay in this little, one little lane for the rest of my life. No, there's a whole bunch of things that are the will of God that we get a chance to discover if we dig into the Bible. The Bible says to study, to show ourselves approved unto God, to be workers that are not ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So the will of God um, is that part that's in the Bible as well, the revealed will. What would be the third will we talked about? Permissive, Permissive will. Permissive. And I gave you a definition on that. What would you say it would be? You got it up here as well. God's attitude and defines what uh, is pleasing. What's pleasing to God? Walking by faith. So, when we walk by faith, when we walk by faith, we're pleasing God. Now, we're going to do some things that may not be revealed that we get directly from the will of God, the Bible, but we begin to do something. you ever start out doing something and you weren't quite sure if it was God or not and you you discovered it was? Have you you ever done that before? That was the permissive will of God. See see that happening? Can you understand that? Do, Do you get that? You understand that? Okay, give me some illustrations when when that happened in your life. Give me some illustrations. When you begin, okay, you're walking by faith, and all of a sudden you discover the will of God, and then it lines up with the Bible. You hear that part? Because it's not going to be just willy-nilly, let me go out and do something I want to do and call it faith. Faith is the substance of things hopefully, the evidence of things not seen, but it's revealed by the word of God eventually. The the word of God will, will come into play when we're talking about doing things by faith. The word of God will come into play when we're talking about doing things by faith. Mm-hmm. At some point, we're going walk to in, walk in God's word. So what are some of the things that are permiss- permissive will of God? Anybody? Anybody? Yes. Getting my real estate license. Getting your real estate license. Passing the test. Passing the okay, praise God. You, you, you stepped out by faith to do something, and you got it accomplished. Now, is that in the Bible, Teresa will get her real estate license? No, see? See? Well... We well, got a scripture. Well, see, I told you it's going to be backed up with the word, right? But you had to step out in faith. You see, talking about things like the real estate at Tarbell, Tarbell's not in the Bible. Do you get that? I'm making a crude illustration. But the reality is that when we talk about permissive will, we're going into the area of, of us living our lives out, pleasing God by faith, not knowing if we've ever seen it anywhere in the Bible. And have to live it out. Now, but it will line up with the word. Please hear that part because we don't want to ever get apart from the word. The word is our standard. That's what we stand on. That's what we live by. The just shall live by faith. That's how we live. We live by faith. So we've got the three areas of his will. His, what was his first one? The sovereign will. What was the second one? Revealed will. The third one? Permissive will. Okay, all right. And then we look at the things that, that we... The six things that the Lord hates, yes, seven things are are an abomination to to him. What are they? What are those seven things? You can look in the scripture and see for yourself. What are they, though? They're really something easy to look at. A proud look. was one, right? It's right in the Bible. This is all in the Bible, by the way. And these are things that God hates. We talked about the will of God. let's, Let's look at the other side about what the will of God is not. A proud look is not the will of God. We understand. I'm not going to go ahead to teach it again, but I'll tell you what it was. The scripture reference. A lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that des- devises wicked plans, feet that are swift to running, e- running to evil. A false witness who speaks lies and one who sows discord among the brethren. Let's talk about that one just for a moment. One who sows discord among the brethren. We know that's not the will of God, yet it happens all the time in churches. Why does that happen? Because we do our own will, not the will of God. Permissive will, that would be the unpermissive will of God, wouldn't it? <laughs> We're doing the wrong thing. So, so so we've got this uh, and one who sows discord among the brethren. The very last one he talks about, because he says there's six things he hates, yet seven. Yet seven. And he brings this up as the seventh one. Well, maybe I'm maybe I'm maybe I'm maybe I'm ahead of myself. Maybe that's not the seventh one. Maybe that's the fifth one or the third one or something like that. But no, that's the the seventh one. That's the seventh one in my Bible. So one who sows discord among the brethren, he brings that up. Now, I'm going to just deal with this just for a second. When he said, six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven. And this last one over here, I'm going to tell you about it because it's really important. Sowing discord among the brethren doesn't just happen in church. It happens in our homes. (laughs) Cain and Abel, discord among the brethren. (laughs) <laughs> discord among the brethren you you ever, you've ever had how many of you have big families big families big families big families more than two people in your family <laughs> husband wife you know <laughs> okay yes. my brother and i we we had a we had a, a just just him and i but we had discord among us and we blame each other on certain things that we know that we did i know that i did some but i blame him you know, he did something, he blamed me, it's called lying, that's sowing discord among the brethren. Lying spirit has a w- nobility, uh, has a way of going about sowing discord among the brethren. Why is it important that we not sow discord among the brethren? Come on, talk to me about this. Why is it important that we not sow discord among the brethren? Well, it's not the will of God. What else? A house divided itself against itself will not stand. Is that right? Wow. That's the word, isn't it? That's the word. So a church that's in that situation will be in the same component. The, the body of Christ in that situation will be in the same component, same place. Divided. Do we have a lot of discord going on? I, I, I love Facebook because I, I look at all the discord that happens on Facebook. All the Discord. <laughs> I look at all the stuff that happens. People, people, people fight on Facebook. They're fighting over words, guys. Just, these are just words and pictures, right? They're fighting over the stuff. They're fighting. Why are they fighting? Well, they're doing the thing that God God hates. That's not the thing that God loves. God hates that. He hates that. And if he hates it, it's not a good thing. I don't want to be part of that. I want to be part of that. So be careful about sowing discord, because he made a very strong strong effort to to bring that to our attention uh, when he talks about uh, sowing discord among the brethren. And now, does that mean we can sow discord among those who are not saved? (laughs) No, we shouldn't do that either. We should not sow discord among those who are not saved either, as well. But among the brethren, it's certainly not a, not a good thing to do because we have enough. Watch this: we have enough discord being sown among us from people that are unsaved. Wow, <laughs> I'm gonna talk about this because it's, it's relevant. Um, went to a, a gathering, some non-Christian people there, and their their whole conversation is you know trying to trying to outmaneuver each other. It's fun watching it. They're all maneuvering each other, out trying to jockey each other, and I did this, and I did this, and I did this, and I did this, and it kept going up and up and up and up and up. And then they start bashing somebody else, and they get on the same train to bash that other person. Sowing discord among the people that are not, you know, they're not saved, but they're sowing discord. I thought, I wow, that same thing happens in church. We get to talking about, Hi, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm here, I'm here, I've become this, I'm that, I'm great, I'm all wonderful, wonderful. And all of a sudden, they sow in discord. And this, the discord becomes something that's not a good thing, right? Ask yourself if you want anybody to come sow discord in your life. You reap what you sow. All right? Ah, oh, man. I'm just reviewing what I talked about before, guys. It's just nothing new. Here we go. The will of the king is a humble look. A humble look. So we move from the other side, from one side to the other side to now from the, the things that God hates to the things that he loves. And I'm not going to re- read the scripture references. You can read those yourself. But it's a humble look. What would a humble look be like? What would a humble look or humble look be like? How do you say humble, by the way? Humble or humble? Which, which way is it? Which, is it humble or humble? Humble or humble? I, forget it, forget it. Okay, okay. I'm trying to win a war in my house, okay? <laughs> yes. What's that? So, so in discord, yeah, that's discord right there, yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> that's good, that's good, that's good. But, so, so tell me this, what would humble look like? What would humble look like? Somebody's not boastful, yeah, okay. We know a servant's heart, yeah, servant's heart? Look out for the needs of others. Look out for the needs of others, humble, yes, yes. Anything else? teachable yeah yeah good see humble and so we, we get this kind of stuff and this is all the will of god right here right this is kind of cool to find out the will of god it, this is the will of god the revealed will of god right here in the bible you got a revealed will of god right here then he's the uh, next part of this a truthful tongue a truthful tongue we'll go right through these other ones as well hands that touch for healing i like that one because we cannot be ones that are going to be messing up people's lives but touching people for healing that's a good thing we want to be able to do that as well than a heart that is pure. Now, this is interesting because it's just a, it's a statement that kind of makes you think that, well, what's a pure heart really look like? Is it a humble heart? It's, yes, it's humble. But a heart that's pure. When you think of a pure heart, what kind of heart do you think of age-wise? A child, don't you? You think of a child as having a pure heart. That's not, not, been, not been tainted. They've been, they've been, uh, a baby Christian hasn't been tainted I've watched some uh, Christians that maybe they be get saved and then they get corrupted by the other Christians. They get, no, they get corrupted by the other Christians because they, oh, don't have too much faith in that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, 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 you're supposed to believe God, but don't believe Him for that. <laughs> you, know? oh, you can dream, but don't dream that big. <laughs> you, you see, a pure heart. Really messed up real quick by folks that will not. That's just so in discord, right? That folks that don't want to see something happen in somebody else's life. Okay. But that pure heart, pure heart is one that says, "Yes, Lord, I receive all you have for me. I want to receive. I want to give. I want to give my life to you, Lord. I want to do that." And they're humble and everything else. But that where the seed is sown. Huh? Yeah, where the seed is sown, the word of the God is sown. Uh, let that be a pure heart. Let it be clean from all the weeds, clean from all the rocks and stones. That's the pure heart we want to talk about. Amen. You guys getting anything on that? Because you're, you've, already, you've already seen this before, but we're reviewing right now. And uh, one reason a teacher reviews, by the way, too, is to keep you off guard. Because <laughs> when you come again, you're like, he might do that again. Yeah, I might. <laughs> I might. You know, a lot of things you can do in a smaller church and you can't do in a big church. I mean, in a big church, I've you know, been part of big churches in my life in the past, and, and all, you, all you can really do in a big church is have maybe planted, what's this, planted, uh, they plant uh, uh, illustrations. They plant illustrations. The pastor comes to talk to you, and says, I'm going to use you in an illustration at this point of my message today, so be ready. And I want you to say these things. And, you know, and sometimes that happens in big churches, where in a smaller church, I can, I can kind of have a little bit more latitude. To really get engaged with you, come off the stage and be on, right on down here and sit on the chairs if I want to, stand on the chairs if I want to do all that kind of stuff. But the idea is that they don't want to be able to connect with you so you can get a hold of what the Word of God is talking about for yourself. Because if you can't do anything with this stuff, why, why, why even hear it? Why even get this if it's not doing anything for you? Really, really. Why, why, even, why even read the Bible if it's not changing your life? Why even study the word of God if it's not doing anything else to to better you? it has got to be something better. And why even go to church if nothing's happening in your life? Why even show up? My goodness, does that mean? (laughs) Hallelujah. So uh, the will of the king is a feat that don't grow weary chasing God's will. (laughs) Oh, you might grow weary. Now, when you get, you ever got tired and gave up because you were chasing your own will? What'd that feel like? Come on, somebody tell me what it felt like when you got. You knew you had the will of God. Right? You knew it. And you were running hard, like, yeah, I'm going hard after this thing. And all of a sudden you got tired, just stopped, and discovered that you weren't in the will of God. Has that ever happened to anybody? How'd that feel? Exhausting. I heard that word two times over. Exhausting. Exhausting. Now, did it start off exhausting? Exciting, motivated, encouraged. You want to make something happen real big right right there. You got this big dream and all that kind of stuff going on. But all of a sudden you've got this thing going on. He says, now, feet that don't grow weary, chasing God's will. Now, when you're chasing God's will, we don't get tired. Wow. I'm supposed to be tired by now. now. I'm supposed to be tired, sick and tired. Done with this deal here. I've given it my 20 years and I'm done. 20 years is enough. I need to go do something else. But no, I'm not tired. I'm running, I'm not weary. I'm chasing God's will. Man, chasing God's will, that means it's ahead of me. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. That means I may mean, not understand all of it right now. But I gotta chase it. So, so so here's the deal. When you're chasing God's will, at some point, it feels the same as you were when you were chasing your own will. Because in the beginning, it's exciting. And then sometimes in the middle of the race, it's still exciting to chase your, your will versus God's will. But at some point, chasing your own will comes to an end. It comes to an end. But then chasing God's will and watch this part. And never, ever, ever, ever getting all of it. Do you think that you get all of God's will revealed to you, all of his will revealed to you in your lifetime? A big part of it. If you're chasing after it. But you still got to chase. You still got to chase. His promises of what? Yes and amen. So be it. So we live for the promise. He didn't give us the end result and say, okay, this is exactly how it's going to shape out exactly at the very moment you get to this place right here called destination. And you get to the destination, you'll be just fine and dandy. We'll we'll prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies, and everything will be fine and wonderful and dandy for you. Well, how's that been working out for you so far? Are you still chasing? Yeah. Are you still chasing like that? Not growing weary. See, not, not, not growing weary, chasing God's will. And, and says this, But without faith it's impossible to please him, for he who comes to him must believe that he is, and he's a reward of those who diligently seek him. So we diligently seek God. We go after him diligently. Seek. And you shall find. <laughs> I love it. You'll find the will of God for the moment that you're living in, But for the next two weeks down the road, you may not get that until two weeks down the road. Don't you want it for you? Don't you want it to have it in such a way that you get it all right now and all mapped out? A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Don't you want to get it like that? Don't you want it to that where it's all mapped out for you? It doesn't come like that, does it? It doesn't come like that. I was wishing and hoping that I could just get everything like that overnight. Because after all, I came out of the sales world and I was full of faith already. I understood what rejection was. I knew how to deal with rejection and deal with people that didn't like me. I understood how to deal with all kinds of situations that were negative, and I overcame them in my own natural self. So coming to God will be a piece of cake for me, and doing God's will will be a piece of cake because I knew how to deal with all this other stuff on my own. Did not, did not hear this part. Did not consider that the faith that pleases God doesn't necessarily please me. Ah. Woo! Woo! The faith that pleases God doesn't necessarily please me. The faith that we step out in the duke to please God doesn't necessarily make us excited, does it? <laughs> it doesn't get me all motivated sometimes. God says, I want you to do this. Oh, no, no, you must have the wrong guy. No, I'm about to, I want you to step out in another area over here, but I'm going to give you some skills to be able to make this happen. However, the rest of you have to kind of trust me on what do you mean, trust you? <laughs> exactly what he means, trust him, right? Exactly what he means, trust him. And, and so we're learning how to trust God every day. We're learning how to trust God on a daily basis. So lover, the, a lover, the next one, is a lover of God who speaks truth, speaks the truth. And then I'll keep on moving forward here because we've got to get down. Uh, one who sh- sows peace among the brethren. Now, that blessed are the peacemakers, though they shall be called the sons of God. So we want to be in, not, not the one that sows the discord, but the one that sows the peace, here's the antithesis, right? We, we sow the peace as opposed to sowing discord. Sow peace among the brethren. Now, speaking the truth in love sometimes is received, received wrong by people that don't understand the truth or love. Get it? See, this is going to sound like an oxymoron. But you will say some things because God gave you some instruction to say some things, and that's called rebuking somebody. But you're rebuking love. And see, to rebuke somebody is may not look like that you're sowing peace among the brethren. But see, if I don't rebuke somebody, hear this, if I don't rebuke somebody and God's instructing me to do that, what I've done is sow discord among the brethren because I've not taken the time to deal with the one Who's affecting the many? Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> Hope you get it. Stop the mess with the one in your house. Stop the mess with the one on your place, in your place of employment, in your school. Because there's one that's called, it's like get the kingpin, right? Every school has a bully or two. The bully, <laughs> Levi John's was a bully in our school. I'll say his name out loud, Levi John's. That boy had a fist big as I don't know what. That boy somehow, I used to wear my leather jacket to school and everything. And I was saying, you know, we're going to captain the high school and wearing my leather jacket, trying to be all cool and everything. And Levi Johns was trying to take my jacket. I said, no, no. No, that's not going to happen. And somehow I got bold. I don't know where the boldness came, but I got bold. Bold enough to say, no. Not happening, man. My, mother, I, my mother's gonna beat me if I don't come home with this jacket. So, so standing up to the bully caused me to be a peacemaker in a situation that he was causing havoc with a lot of other folks. Now, he didn't cause havoc in my life anymore because I stood up to the bully. See, be a peacemaker, stand up to the bully, but do it in love as well. Be a peacemaker. All right. Let's move on. All right. Part three. This is, uh, we did this last week. Part three was uh, with David. The will of God with David was what? It's not up there yet, but what was it? It's not, I, I talked about David last week, I we talked about Jesus last week, I we talked about us last week. The will of God with David was what his, his desire, his desire. Remember that, his desire. His, his desire, his desire was to delight in the Lord. He says this, I delight to do your will, oh my God. To do your will, oh my God, uh, your law is within my heart. So he had a desire to do the will of God. To do it, and we're going to find out that doing is a big part of what the will of God is all about as well. But David had a desire to do his will. Should we have the same kind of desire that David had? Yeah, to do his will? Should we have that kind of desire? When we have that kind of desire to do the will of God like David, David did, boy, can we expect some kind of good results? Can we expect what David got in some areas of his life? Not all areas, but some areas of his life. Sure, we could expect some things like that. So he had a desire. He, he said, I delight to do your will. Oh, my God, your law is within my heart. The next one, we saw Jesus, 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 the will of the king was his, his what? Jesus, we talked about desire, we talked about decision, decision. Jesus decided. He made a decision. Everything that Jesus did, he says, not, not, not my will, but yours be done. He wasn't about having his own thing done. He's about having the will of God done. He wasn't, he wasn't going for his own way of getting things accomplished in life. He gave himself up. He says, for I, John 6, 8, 6.38, he says, For I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but the will of him who sent me. Now, let's talk about this for a moment. And we're going to reference David. We're going to reference Jesus. We're going to reference Jesus in the area of decision here. How do you go about making decisions? What, 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 what influences your decisions right now in your life? Anything? Come on. F- family? Yes. What influences your decisions in life? Money? What infl- yes? So, sometimes it's money, right? What, influ- what, what influences your decisions in life? I mean, it could be a, v- a variety of different kinds of things, right? But there's some things that influence decisions that we make. From a small child to adults, decisions are influenced by, by a certain way, something going on in our hearts. What influences your decision about marrying the woman you married, or man you, the man you married? What influences that decision? If you, can, if you don't have an answer, you, you may want to consider that. Oh uh, <laughs> the will of God. God. 60 some years later, yeah, still the will of God. Amen. Praise God. Still chasing, right? Still chasing. Amen. So what, 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 what influences your decision today? This is a test. This is a pop quiz. This is about decisions. Do you make decisions? Yes. yes, you make decisions. Everybody here makes decisions. All I'm asking you now, even if you don't answer me out loud, I want you to go away thinking about, huh, what does influence my decisions? What does make me do what I do? When did you decide to retire, right? When did you decide to retire? When did you decide to go for the next next deal? When did you decide to buy a new house? When did you decide to have children? What was it that influenced your decision about doing those things? There's got to be something going on in your heart that's causing you to make those decisions. And it, it should line up with the will of God now. So here's what I'm getting to. Jesus made a decision... But he forsook his own will. That's good. His decision might have been, "Well, I would prefer to come off the cross because these nails are hurting me quite a bit." <laughs> no, he stayed on the cross. Yes. He came off. He said he didn't come down. He said he would not come down from the cross just to save himself. So I, didn't, I just so we're making decisions in life today. What are determined determining factors? for you right now are you thinking right now are you thinking right now I know you thinking. I can hear you thinking right. I can hear you thinking because there's got to be things going on in your mind because you're making decisions every day every day what you're gonna do for Christmas what you, how, how you're gonna handle the how you gonna handle the bills that you got coming up as a result of Christmas how you gonna handle your children uh, who's gonna babysit the, children, how you're gonna do the church on time how we gonna do all these different kinds of things all kinds of decisions are being made all kinds of decisions now what influences your decisions consequences oh or the lack of consequences sometimes we do things because we know that nothing's going to happen we won't be be reprimanded for it so it's an easier decision what influences your hard decisions Jesus had a hard decision to make didn't he what influences hard decisions love Love influenced his decision because he loved his father so much. And that's why he not just loved the father, he loved those who who the father loved as well, which is us. And so his influence was he he decided to stay where he was. He decided not to do his own will, but but the will of him who sent him. The next one we talked about was the the will uh, with us. The will of the king is, the will of the king leads us to, it leads us somewhere. Where does the will of the king lead us to? Destiny. Yes. The will of the king leads us to our destiny. That's what we want to get to. We, want to, we, want to, we, we like the word. Destiny is a big word nowadays, man. We use destiny all the time. We, we want to get to the big dream. We want to get to the big place in life and we want to get to that, that place called, yes, we want to get there. But it's doing the will of God on a daily basis that helps us get to get to that destiny. Jesus didn't go to the cross directly from heaven. He came lived among the disciples, lived a sinless life for three and a half years, and went to the cross. And sometimes we want to have things happen like popcorn overnight and happen happen real quick. Destiny didn't happen. Destiny didn't happen that way, does it? Destiny didn't happen that way, so we want to be able to have you get the will of the king uh, for our own lives, leads us, lead, leading us to our destiny. Luke 9, 23 says this, and he was saying to them all, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself, deny himself, and take up his cross and follow me. It says follow, follow Jesus. He says your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, as we look at this area of, uh, of, of destiny for our lives, denying ourselves. let's look at that for a moment. When you deny yourself, You deny yourself, okay, let's talk about food for a moment here. Some of us are going to be denying ourselves of of Christmas dinner. Not many of us are going to be doing that, are we? (laughs) We're not going to deny ourselves of that, are we? No, we're not going to deny ourselves of that. But there's some things that going on in 2017 that you're going to deny yourself of that you've been dealing with in 2016 because you want 2017 to be one that's going to be yielded to the will of God. And so you know that you have to deny yourself. I don't have to deny myself of certain things or a certain time, certain seasons of things that will help me be better off in fulfilling the will of God in my life. What is it that you're denying yourself of? You don't have to answer that out loud. I want you to think about it. What will you deny yourself of? See, this is all about the will of the king being done in your life. And the will of the king being done in our life is going to be through his... Uh, his, his, his will, us, us denying ourselves com- completely to the degree, to say you know what, I, 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 I want to do this, but I feel like I need to do this. I want to do this, but I feel like I need to do this. But when I deny myself, I'll, I'll be obedient. Obedience is better than sacrifice, isn't it? Better, better than sacrifice. So we looked at the will of God. We looked at the will, will of the king for the last three weeks now. Just did a simple review of it. Ask you a bunch of questions today because I want you to begin to think about this. Because, you see, you have to go out and live this all by yourself. There's, there's not people around you all the time that are going to be patting you on the back and encouraging you to go ahead and get it done. This is an individual deal. In your own mind, not your husband's mind or your wife's mind or your children's mind or your cousin's mind or your aunt's mind or the pastor's mind. In your own mind, you've got to make a decision. You've got to have the desire. I've got to have the same desire, right, like David did. In order for me to see the destiny that I want to receive in my life and, and the, the, the will of the king is a, to, that leads me to my destiny, I've got to make some, have to deny myself and there's some areas that I don't want to deny, deny myself in. If you told the truth, there's some areas in your life you don't want to deny yourself in. There's some areas that you say, no, not that. (laughs) Not that. It's always that important thing, right? The thing you've been wanting to have for a long time and God says, no, not now. No, but I have the money to get it right now. God, come on now, come on. I can buy it cash right now. I can pay for it cash right now. He said, no, not yet. You ever had that happen? I mean, you have, you have it right in your hand, man. And God's very good about it. He's, he's, really good. he's really cool. The just live by faith. My friend, Pastor, Pastor Art, he said, he said, it's fun about the just living by faith. He said, the they just live by faith, and, and Christians are always believing God by faith for, this, for, for the thing to happen. Why don't you just believe God for the thing to have and that costs money to get? Here we go. The thing, that, the thing that you want to have in life that costs money to get. He says, "Well, if it's the same God I'm talking about, He's the same guy that can provide the money for the thing to get, rather than just giving you the thing and and giving you all the payments so that come along with it." Come on, you know, <laughs> crazy stuff like believing God for a house to pay cash for a house. The same God that can provide the money to get the house, the same God that can provide the house free and clear. Yeah, yeah. Oh, come on, Pastor. Well, you know, it depends on where your faith is. Come on, yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I mean, same God that can provide... <laughs> he can do a lot of things. And... <laughs> I want to increase faith to do big things way bigger than what I see. Way bigger than what I see. And, and somehow, it's going to require of me something that I have not, not done before. It's going to require of you, which you've not done before. If you, if you want big things for, for the kingdom, I'm talking about for the kingdom, not just for yourself. If you really want big things for the kingdom, it's going to require that we deny ourselves in a big way. Wow. Big seed, big harvest. Big denial, big harvest. <sighs> what, what are we going to do with that? we Are going to just kind of keep on doing it the way we want to do it or just uh, really go ahead and go for it? I'm pushing you over the edge. I'm pushing you over the edge right now. And, and what, what's a frightening thing, this is, I, I love pastoring because I have a chance to communicate and talk with you afterwards because when I communicate and talk with people, what I do is I find out where their faith level really is. I find out where your faith level really is at that point because you can be in church service and be wanting to run out the back door and do that big deal that God told you to do. And then you run out the back door and you forget that you've got family members and friends and people that are associated with you that have got to make that decision with you. <laughs> and then you, then you get discouraged again. When I came, became a pastor and had a child and, and was married and the whole deal, man, I tell you, I was I was I was running, man. I had this little Christian magazine I was doing, Christian Entertainment Guide in Sacramento, California, and I was running to get get myself to be recognized around the city. Got all these different pastors and churches work with me about this magazine. We've got we got full page full page covers going on, the whole deal, articles from the biggest churches in the area. And man, I was ready to run, 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 run with this thing. And then I got sidetracked because I had a family. Had to think about that. And I, and 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 and, it, and I think it was probably more me than. My faith, my, my, my real, the genuine faith that I thought I had. I only had enough faith to do it one time. <laughs> Couldn't keep it going because I got scared. 2017 is not going to be a year for scary cats. Come on. That's scary. It's going to be a year for people stepping out beyond where they have ever stepped out before. Wise counsel, get wise counsel too. We're done, 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 we're done. Okay, that wraps up everything we talked about in the last couple, three weeks or so. I just wanted to review that with you. I know we have Christmas coming next week with the children, the last Sunday. First Sunday of the year, we're talking about some kingdom things as well. Uh, going back and stay, stay in this realm of the kingdom but we want to see god do things in your life to get you to that new place that he wants you to get to so amen let's pray father we thank you this morning for your your, your time to give us uh, to bless uh, each other but also to hear the word and uh, to review some thoughts that we've already heard about already To so review some scripture that we've already seen but father to get a hold of some uh, some identi- to identify in our own own lives ask ourselves some legitimate questions put ourselves on the spot and put our own selves on the spot regarding what we want to do in reference to your will being done uh, as our king and our God. Lord, we want to please you. As we move into 2017, Father, we don't just want to hold on to what we've held on to in the past. We want to let go of the past and re- reach, reach forward uh, to the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. We want to get after your, your will. We want to get after it, Father, in a way we've never done it before. And whatever that requires, Father, we have to deny ourselves and take up our cross and follow you. That's what we want to do. We want to do that to the to nth degree. So, God, I pray for all those under the sound of my voice right now that you keep every one of us whole and healed and delivered and set free to do your will in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing?